0: and he has a podcast and he's a shaman so we're going to talk about the commonalities between shamanism and Christianity and how these ancient practices overlap with one another
1: Uh, backgrounds with regards to shamanism whether it's North American shamanism uh, Mexican shamanism we we connect with spirit animals like you say who spirit animals share gifts and medicine to support us on our spiritual journey and we also connect with spirit guides, and spirit guides are those, those uh, people in spirit, whether they are loved ones that are passed on, or other spirit guides who we deeply connect with to support us on our spiritual journey. You could say that we, I don't know, the, the way I see it with regards to shamanism and our discussion you know, a couple of weeks ago with regards to religion, you could say Mother Earth is, is very much our God say um but the way we define it is always slightly different but i think there's beauty in seeing the similarities and that's what i'm interested to discuss with you today because i will be honest with you and i will say that i'm not very i'm not, not very well-versed when it comes to religion i have not studied religion to a lot of depth i have studied shamanism and other practices um uh, but i'm interested and see how your practice relates to some of the ideas um that i share
0: yeah um in regards to spirit animals there's actually spirit animals in the bible on my youtube channel i have like a playlist and i go over the symbology and the history of of spirit animals and you know of course i deal with the bible so i love the bible and actually with el which is part of elohim el shaddai you know that whole title. A lot of that is connected to spirit animals, like God is mentioned or described as having attributes of animals. Like um, I have some notes here I could pull from, mainly in the book of Isaiah, some of the the notes I have uh, connected to the spirit animal of a lion or lamb, um, or even an eagle. Like some of these scriptures that help to paint the picture of how God is, above, but also humble. And we could take those depictions and apply it to our lives. So it's not necessarily like the worship, although there could be some historical ties to the worship of of animals and um, animal sacrifices and in that whole genre of practice found in the religion. But however, it's more so to take on the attributes um, and reduce God, or maybe not reduce God, but make it a connection between what we see in our physical world and then the attributes of God on high and making the connection and how we utilize those symbols in our lives to gain power I think it's all for to gain power and have it, um, using it in a spiritual practice or in a spiritual sense so that we can apply that to our lives that's what you like with the, with the spirit animals and um, you describe a bit of spirit animal um animal symbology with your practices I know you have an oracle deck or a tarot is it tarot oracle
1: well what I describe it as a tarot or an oracle deck is I, I sell it as an oracle deck um, in many ways but I would I would actually say it's a combination of tarot and um, oracle cards and um, the reason why I say that is because oracle cards I find there's not a lot of real deep meaning and, and you know interaction and engagement between the cards, you could say. Um, whereas tarot is beautiful because it tells a story and it gives you an in-depth insight as to what's going on. I don't find that oracle cards tend to do that, um, but I do have my cards here, and I wasn't I wasn't looking to share my cards today, so I'm slightly unprepared. But let me let me share some with you, so. Guide people through their stage of the phase of their spiritual journey. So find out where they are, what they're going through with cars. Stage of the phase of our spiritual journey. And like tarot, you can you can regard these as a suits. you know. Uh, um, so you look at where you are, first of all, and then what you're going through. So I don't know. I think I think shamanism gets a bad name in some ways and paganism does. Um, but you've got the elements and shamanism is all about. And paganism is all about connecting with the different elements and and there is beauty within all of that. The element of water connected with the emotions yeah. and feelings within. You know, what does that mean for you? You know, and obviously you've got the, the different spirit animals. different all the different spirit animals have their properties, have their meanings, have their strength to support and guide you. For example, you have the beaver. What is the beaver all about the beaver is all about honoring your unique gifts and talents and following your purpose because the beaver has has long teeth to gnaw down trees and um, create dams to direct the flow of rivers but this is all about directing the flow of your own life so it's all about connecting with the symbology and meaning as it relates to you and your life um with regards to the different spirit animals but they're they're one is, is the idea of, let's say, a even what it means for you in your life? I speak about the shadow a lot, um, but these, these these concepts aren't aren't new. Like you said, that, that if if they're very much, you know, relevant in the Bible, words, I've I wasn't yeah. aware of that so much. It's, it's all really interesting. Of... see
0: just... yeah, I was just piggybacking off of what you were saying. It's all based off of ancient knowledge, and as that ancient knowledge is like probably the base the source and people start to, to start to spread out and branch out with their own ideas so it's all if we all just trace it back it is all connected um, excuse me for one second yeah. if you want to get a collective card if you want to while i go um do this real quick so i pick a quick. Yeah. let me give it a
1: couple of see. What shows up today? Oh, I can share some other divination tools because, you know, Oracle cards and Tarot cards are, are, are relatively new compared to some other forms of divination that have been used for, for centuries. But I pick a card out. Let's see what the card is. Magician. Magician, I do a lot of work with archetypes. Archetypes are very, very different. Archetypes are very psychological. And... Um, very transformative as well, but the magician is all about you becoming the alchemist in your own life uh, to transmute any wounds that you have within, uh, becoming that incredible magician and knowing that you have the power to change your own life. And if we look about, look at this with regard to shamanism, and Christianity, and the comparative aspects here, I find I find religion, and this is this is no discredit to religion, but With religion, what we tend to do is look outside of ourselves. Look outside of ourselves um, for someone that's going to guide and support us and assist us in our growth. You know, um, like for example, Jesus. You know, I look to Jesus. Jesus is going to assist me through uh, the challenging phases of our lives. You know, or or we pray to God. You know, beautiful. What shape? Humanism teaches us, and paganism teaches us, and and the ancient forms is the fact that we all have the power within ourselves to transform and change our life or our reality. And that's, you could say, the beauty of the magician that pops out, because that is all about relating to our own inner power and strength to alchemize our wounds and our pain and use it to give us strength.
0: The magician card is Christ from above, so below. Like Christ was above and came below in the physical form and we have the ability to tap into the four elements the elements on the table on the traditional tarot um, card the magician you know the four elements represented on the table and i think of it and i also have heard this explained too it's like we take what we and we are able to manifest it through the four elements and another thing about when i agree with you with we're taught to look outside ourselves for answers and um for healing when it's all within us but when i look at a lot of the scriptures this is what my mind thinks i see myself in the scriptures and i see what christ christ isn't necessarily about the physical being it's more so about the higher mind the christ mind that we're able to take on the mind of christ which mind, which is the mind i think of like a master and we're able to use that mind and the tools that are given to us to master our life that's the way how i read the scriptures yeah. and those scriptures really make me and resonate with me they cause me to look within myself to transmute and transform outwardly in expression yeah. that makes
1: me i mean absolutely absolutely i, I completely agree with that and, and it brings back to, to that phase that i've heard many times you know the kingdom of heaven is within us. It's not outside of yes. us, it's, it's within each and every one of us. We are each, we're each God and goddesses. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's not coming from a place of ego that I am a God, I am much better or more, you know, much more power. It's the fact that we've got to notice, all notice our own beauty and power. You all have incredible gifts if you notice them within and you're allowed to, to really honor and connect with those gifts. Um, I think I think we 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 have to to notice the beauty of who we are. I personally don't don't believe there's anybody above me or below me. I believe we're all equal. We're all beautiful and unique in our own ways. Um, but also at the same time, we all have the responsibility to transmute and alchemize our wounds and and become, you know, the, the heroes in our own lives. The the true divinities of who we are. You know, embrace the two.
0: I totally agree. I really do agree with that. Going back to the tarot, another one of my favorite cards is the Hermit card, and I always think of that as like um, the hermeticist, of course, going within. But I think of that as the character of Moses, with the staff, and him on going up the mountain to talk to God. Whenever he would, you know, talk to God, he would always go on the mountain to a higher realms. And I always think of you know that card as Moses, as Musa, Moses. Um, the thing about with the wands is a fire energy. It's also about discipline, guidance, and protection. When we have staff, and the staff is mastery, it's us working our magic here in the world. I know magic is a, a word that people don't like to hear, especially when we're relating it to religion. But really, magic is working, is is the ability to manifest, and our manifestations have to be in alignment with our higher self. So the higher self would be God, and God working through us. Creation—that's the way how I look at. it It's not really explained like that traditionally, but if you go back and you look at the ancient practices and you put all the symbolism and the words together, it makes perfect sense.
1: Just going to say with with regards to what what my thoughts are on that, as well as um, I always think about being guided by by my soul. You know, um, but when I when I think about you know doing that in my life and in on my journey, it's like how do I begin to do that in a way that's in alignment with who I am? Because because I know at a deep level that there's something there's something always guiding me, whether that's God, whether that's the universe, whatever that may be, and that's in alignment with what my soul is. Who who my soul is, you know. And how do I operate through that space so I live from a place of peace and I can support and guide others in the best way I can in life, you know, um, in sharing my own gifts. Um, but I think you could say God gives us gifts. Yeah. You know? yeah.
0: yeah. And that's another powerful point with the magician card. Each, each and every one of us, we have the four elements at our disposal. Now, how they way how the way they may show up for each and every one of us may be different. The way how we master and how the way we manifest those gifts that comes from above and that comes from our alignment with our soul's purpose, and we're able to use those tools according to our soul's purpose, um, how to manifest in our in our reality. The idea of reincarnation,
1: Jesus Christ, yeah. and the fact that he died and became reborn. Uh, yes. Yeah. I wanted to share my one of my recent experiences, and the fact that you know, in, in the spiritual communities, we talk about our own death and rebirth. And I will go to, I will move over to reincarnation in a minute. But I wanted to, to share my own sort of perspectives on death and rebirth as well in the physical realm, you know, because I do believe in many ways, you know, we, as I speak about the hero journey and the soul pathway. We've been conditioned to live and be a certain way for so many different years, for for, for many, many years. We go to school, college, university, and we're guided by that. And we often live through our condition for so many years. Now, as we go about our spiritual journey and we awaken, what tends to happen is we have that depth of ego and conditioning in some ways um, so that we can live in alignment with our soul. And our soul is often suppressed and repressed um, so that we got to go within and allow that to awaken outwardly so that we can be the full expression of who we are. Now, the reason why I say that is, is because, you know, in, in shamanism, you know, it, it's just, you know, we, we look at um, October, 31st of October when we recently had Halloween. I'm not going to be speaking about Halloween but around that time it's said that we are you know the veil is the thinnest so that we are m- more connected to the spiritual world than any other time and the reason why I speak about this is because the Mexican shamans or in Mexico they they speak about the day of the dead and this is about celebrating the dead um, but with regards to Mexican shamanism um, I did I, I went through a four-day shamanic burial, and the shamanic burial was very symbolic, but very physical at the same time. Whereby I physically, in some ways, buried myself in order to die and let go and and destroy my ego, so that I can be the true expression of who I am and allow myself to be born. Now, that you could say with regard to your question, this is this is. You know, symbolic of our own reincarnation in the physical realm. You know, and I, and I believe I believe so many of us need to go through our own reincarnation to really embrace the souls of who we are and, and our own calling, because we're so we're so uh, conditioned to live and be a certain way, and our ego ego drives us so much. How do we let go and release from everything that no longer serves us, so that we can truly be who we are? Now that. Does yeah. doesn't speak about reincarnation so much um, but you know i mean i think with regards to shamanic beliefs that we don't speak about that so much but um the fact that um, we are very much connected with our ancestors and our ancestors mm-hmm. are, are very present in all of the work at which we do and the way that we live our life, lives and what Literally, i wanted to speak our about and i yeah, in many ways, yeah, in our bodies, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, when, when we do the healing sessions, we call in our ancestors, call in our spirit guides. Um, they, they, I'm a personal believer that, that our soul does never die, specifically anyway. Our soul lives on. You know, yeah, I, I've I connected agree. with many ancestors. And they're always there to support me. I can lean on them at any moment in time, which is beautiful. And what I find a shame, with regards to some aspects of religion, is some aspects of religion tend to limit us. um, Whether it's Christianity or I think Catholicism has similar beliefs, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, because I'm not sure. But in the King James Bible, it said that we. Sorry. Oh, well, real quick. Well, go ahead and finish that
0: thought. I apologize. Go ahead.
1: I think it's in the King James Bible that we, we it's been it's been frowned upon that we shouldn't be connecting with our ancestors. It's only certain uh, deities or people that are able to do that, you know. Um, whether well, it's actually, um,
0: but like one thing um, is that Christ, well, Je- let me let me put it simple: Jesus, when he went on the Mount of Transfiguration. That there were two people that appeared before him so there was it was moses and then there was elijah now moses had already died he was literally buried like in the or whatever and he was talking to him an ancestor he was talking to him now elijah he never tasted death he was you know caught up to him or whatever and I just literally posted on, on TikTok like a little short video posting on my story about it clicked. I mean, I think about this for a while because I love Marvel movies and Dr. Strange is one of the characters I always connect with, Elijah and Elisha because of the cape. And the thing is, is that with those two figures, we have people that will go on a mountaintop to speak to God. If we look at ancient cultures, where would they find the gods on the mountain? And so he went on the mountain higher mind but if the mountain represent the dome you know the higher mind but as well we have these um these two parts of ourselves we have the higher mind and we have the physical mind it's all about above and below it's all about if we look at things from a god perspective on the mountain top we're able to see how God is working in our lives we're able to see how how God operates of course not God God, God, but we are fragments of God, expressed here in the world. I thought so i turned off those notifications, but um yeah, I just wanted to add that too. And then going back to reincarnation, I have thought about this subject so many times and I yeah. am not convinced if reincarnation exists or if it doesn't. To me, reincarnation is like one aspect of it, our ancestors living through us, and then as we Offspring, they live. Our offspring is another form of us, and it's so on and so on, like that. Reincarnation, because literally the DNA, um, it's passed on. And what lives in the DNA, us, our thoughts, our consciousness, lives in the DNA. That's one aspect. Another aspect that I think of is like what people traditionally call reincarnation, where a soul may incarnate here, live out a life, die, quote. Well, back to where they came from come back down here on earth as another human as a tree as whatever and that's another form of god manifesting itself into the physical so reincarnation can be explained many different ways and if we look throughout the bible how you mentioned with death burial and resurrection is that not another form of reincarnation? Especially if we, as believers, take on the mind of Christ, if if Christ lives within us, if God lives within us, that is a form of reincarnation. It may not be in a traditional sense. Maybe, maybe not.
1: Yeah. An interesting, an interesting thought there, and it, you know, it goes back to, you know, you passing on your your DNA to your children, grandchildren, and whatever. As they pass on, I think I think we go through this purging process as well and, and um, you know like shedding of the skin you know you could say relating back to spirit animals but the reason why I wanted to speak, speak about this was because I remember when when my mother died and uh, and I and I can think about other people who have had close relatives pass away whether it's their mother and father and I find what is interesting during those times is if you go through this deep purge and um, you are dying and becoming reborn in that process itself as well. So you are going through your own death and rebirth and and bringing about those qualities more so in your present, you know? Yeah, um,
0: I was going to, you said something about during that four-day ritual that you through. That you were buried in a sense, like so. Did did you go in a tomb, or did you just like yourself with dirt or soil more so?
1: So I'll describe the process. It is it's quite interesting. So the shamanic burial, you know, what 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 we do is a is a four day event, um, and it's about preparing for the event first of all. So it's about preparing for our death. Um, and and think about how we connect with each and every aspect of ourselves and and, uh, how we let go and release and how we allow ourselves to die in order to become reborn. The process then becomes, you know, we we write our own obituary uh, to say goodbye um, and we carve our own skeleton, um, our own skulls. And we put that on our tombstone. We we put that on the top of our grave, which we dig. So we we spend we would spend the afternoon um, or the morning, however, what time of day we choose to do it. But we're digging our graves, and in that process, we, we we're really thinking about you know what we want to die and get rid of, what we want to release from, how do we want to let go, you know very deep and transformative process and then once we've dug that grave and we dig it quite deep within that we we put in some possessions that that uh we want to be remembered to us by um that may be special to us that we we want to leave behind doesn't need to be something big could be something quite small and then we spend the evening in our graves so to speak um so we've dug the grave, but what we did in our process, we put tar pooling over the top, and then we put um, soil over that. So we've, we're very much we're very much enclosed, but we have a space to breathe. Um, but then we can then we can experience that death and rebirth, and and during that process, you know, you, you tend to experience an altered state of consciousness, and that altered state. State of consciousness is often where you go through and connect with spirit, you connect with your ancestors and other people that, that may be connected to the land at which you're, which you're doing very on. Um, but it's, it's very deep and transformative and a, and a beautiful experience. And I, and I would, you know, recommend it to people who feel called to do so. I don't think it's for everybody, but I think it's it is a beautiful experience. It sounds like something I will
0: eventually do um i definitely feel like i would would end up doing that uh segueing into meditation and also astral travel and astral projection and all of that all of those spiritual connecting to the spiritual realms can you expand those i know those are probably a couple different topics all in one sentence i just mentioned but can you expand on those in your
1: astral travel is really interesting i think um so, so, in uh, in shamanism, what we do is we we do upper world journeys, middle world journeys, and lower world journeys. Now, in different practices of shamanism, we would connect with different different people or guides. You know, when I first did shamanism, we would journey to the lower world to connect with our spirit animals. Uh, also, within the, when I first started learning shamanism, we were journey to the upper world to connect with our spirit guides. Now, in the, middle world, in the middle world is is where we can then, you know, answer what's regarded as our astral body, so to speak, and then we can mm-hmm. journey around our own physical world um, as spiritual beings, so to speak. A very, very interesting experience, and, and you know, one that one I'd recommend that everybody to do as well, with regards to journey, Journeying is a beautiful way to understand yourself, um, and and you know, connect with different aspects of your soul. But I remember many, many years ago, before I even did shamanism or any of these practices, um, I, you could say, I was quite early in my spiritual journey, and I connected with somebody. And I remember during that evening or that night, I, I, I found myself, you know, levitating over my body on a spiritual sense, and then I would astral travel. To her location and connect with her there. It was very much an out-of-body experience, but it was it was my learning um, to realise that that we are more than our physical bodies and we can we can we can be at uh, many places at one time. Um, but obviously, with within spiritual within shamanism, you know, and doing middle world journeys, what we can do is is we can connect with different places. Uh, in the astral realm, and you could say this is, this is I don't know, you could say it's the spiritual layer to our physical experience.
0: Because it, it, when you were describing it, I've had some experience like that, but figures in the Bible have experienced this. Um, for one, I have Apostle Paul that has some type of an astral sp- spiritual experience where he literally went from one place to another place another um popular figure is apostle peter uh, where he had a vision like a a vision where he was either caught up or he just had a physical vision right where he was uh that he seen spirit animals and there was like four groups of animals um earth animals wild beasts reptiles and it was like a vision of I, maybe sometimes they describe it as like a, a otherworldly beast or symbolic of. I mean, I've heard many different theories about it, but just listening to that, reading that, that sounds a lot like spiritual experiences that um, you know shamans have, the other spiritualists have had, have, have had, uh, maybe even like a from a sci-fi movie. But this all this stuff is documented. In so there's similarities there but it's not the main focus i think that a lot of times people overlook these things because it's not the main focus the main focus is like let me give you these set of rules so you don't mess anything up so you can learn how to govern yourself to a degree and then let me just um you know connect to this one figure or these couple groups of figures and just follow your life like that but there's a lot of powerful tools and stories hidden in the bible
1: absolutely it was and, and, um you know oh you go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, uh, oh
0: no you just go ahead though it was like a, a lapse in between us talking
1: okay um i was just going to speak just just a little bit more about the burial experience because that was very very interesting and very out of body as well because you know when i when i came up well let's say give you example of when i was in my grade the first time um when I was in my grave, I, I was able to connect with the trees, and the trees were very much living and walking around. Very, very interesting. The out-of-body experience um, of connecting with Mother Earth, I, I could feel the branches, you know, you know putting me to, into a cave, which was that nurture which, um, which Mother Earth gave me, that unconditional love. Maybe it was through that symbology. But when I first came out of, uh, out of my grave, I was led back to the yurt, um, where I could rest, because we would be up all night, and then I could then rest in the yurt, but I remember going back to the yurt, and um, I was in pain at this point, because, um, you know, I had a really bad leg at at the time, when I was in my grave, and it was very wet. I won't go into that too much, but I remember going into the yurt, and my native American ancestors were around me and there was there was loads of these ancestors um, and they were all saying well done thank you we're grateful and um, you should be proud of yourself and these were all these native ancestors that were that were giving me courage and strength on my journey which I found found was absolutely beautiful beautiful experience there um, but I just wanted to share that
0: yeah it's like um with grounding and connecting to the earth because our we we came from the earth if you look at the creations that some say it could have been angels some say it could have been aliens others say that yahweh or elohim um is god so it's different ways of how people may explain it but anyways the creator took dirt took with the matter the plant, the vegetation, um, the soul of the earth and created humans from that. So as we die, our bodies decay and go back to the earth. It's healing properties in the earth. So grounding and putting yourself inside of a cocoon or in your case, a, a grave or a burial, it has healing properties. And we're able to connect back to the earth and receive that information from the earth um another thing that i wanted to mention um about meditation which i'm going to get to in a moment but with the earth and connecting and grounding could you you expand on that in your practice does do you practice that like grounding and sun gazing connecting to the elemental
1: Uh, I, I I like to keep things simple nowadays. I think I think when it comes to you know spirituality and awakening, you know we we tend to we tend to look at learning, developing skills all the time. You know, and you know I speak about with regards to grounding. There's so many different ways to do that, but how do we keep it really simple? You know, if we learn about the elements of what they teach us and what they're here to support us with, and then we can connect with those elements in a very simple way in order to release, let go, connect with our emotions, however that may be. Uh, now, the reason why I say that, I haven't got my stone with me, but I, I went to the ocean the other day, and I, I'm lucky to live five minutes um, to a, a beautiful beach, and I thought that it would be the ideal time for me to purge, release, and connect with my emotions. So I went to the beach, and I took some time to meditate. And in that moment, I was connecting with the element of water. Very simple in that in that uh, process. Um, grounding is really important uh, to connect with Mother Earth, and just plant your your feet into the ocean when it connects to the water or the river, and just feel it into it. The way I like to ground and connect with the elements is, is really to absorb myself in the experience, very much like a meditation. So, you know, let's say I went down to the beach that day, went down to the beach, put my feet into the sea, very cold, and then I would um, smell the freshness of the water, just connect with it and hear the sound of the waves and the waves are, you know um water is good for cleansing and healing as well so cleansing your emotions and feeling but cleansing yourself and releasing but more so also allowing your emotions to come to the surface so they can be released and but so that's a beautiful way I do uh, in terms of you know, grounding and connecting with my emotions. You can do stuff like forest bathing, like walking into the forest and connecting with Mother Earth that way. But just give yourself and time and space. Yeah, just connect with the energy of the trees. Beautiful. Um, and that's connecting with Mother Earth. And then you've got stuff like lighting fires so having a, a beautiful bonfire. You're connecting with the, the element of fire. To bring that passion and purpose, but really purging and releasing in a different way. But all of these elements serve a purpose. Um, but with regards to shamanic practice, you could say the elements are very, very important um, because you could say with regards to a full moon. Full moons are good for purging, releasing, but but emotions are very high in these moments. So what we would do is we get a piece of paper, you know, like but this is a good example on the card. And we've got the card that we liked all of those aspects of ourselves. We want to release uh, that no longer serve us we throw it in fire. Very, 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 symbolic and powerful. Um, but fire can be used in so many different ways. As can water along with air. Air can be used to connect with our spirit guides. And all the elements have purpose and meaning. To support us in different ways, and, and you know we've got to use them in different ways. Um, but going back to your connection with that with your question with regard to grounding, I, I do like to keep grounding very, very simple with regards to connecting with Mother Earth, giving myself time and space and, um, and just feeling the earth beneath my feet, but connecting with all of my senses as I connect with mother Earth same time.
0: When you speak of the elements, another thing I think of is, like, um, in the Old Testament with Moses, the burning bush, fire, parting the sea with water. I mean, uh, actually, when they were going through the desert and the pillar of smoke and then um, the pillar of fire and working with the air element and the fire element and connecting to the ground when he would hit his his, uh, staff on the rock. And all of these elements are present and having authority and when we, when i say authority i don't mean like you're you necessarily um being forceful is being at one they spent time in the desert you know they spent time in nature so they had the opportunity to connect to nature so when moses would you know needed something from nature he already was in connection with nature i mean like it doesn't explicitly say that though but we can Gather what is going on. And that's the way how God works through us. Because if we connect to not just with with our spiritual practices, but being that everything is spiritual, everything has a spirit, everything has like an energy that comes from God, the more that we connect to it, the more that we have authority over it. Meaning that by me connecting and being grateful and being um, of gratitude, that you were here to help serve me, but it's a symbiotic relationship.
1: Interesting. Yeah, no, it's very true. I- I can relate to that. Definitely. Yeah. It's interesting. With meditation. How these, I
0: meditation. You know. Um, oh, no, go
1: ahead. Or, go ahead. You know, I say it's, it's, it's good to see, you know, these practices and ideas really coming together and, you know, not being separate because one of the reasons why we wanted to do this talk and um, have this conversation was was the fact that. You know, religions often often frowned upon in many ways. Mm. Shamanism, paganism is frowned upon. How can we instead, after having this separation, bring these two ideas together in a way that, in a way that we can we can see the value and beauty in both of them? You know, um, because I think there is, but I think there there are certain aspects of religion that do do see. Um, you know practices like shamanism as as something like you know satanic processes or or very dark processes that, that that we we should should never be doing. And I don't believe them to be true at all. Yeah, I
0: really don't. Because uh, there's actually there's so many different branches of branches of Christianity. Um, I believe it's like forty five thousand different denomination technical denominations and there are like buddhist christians like you know that um in ones that stay in meditation there's actually i don't know the name the exact name of them we have some that are called desert desert fathers that may live in the desert and they spend a lot a great deal of time meditating and um they live completely off grid and then you have others that live in the mountains and they do these meditative practices where they hold their chin down to their heart to connect to the heart space and they just say a phrase over and over again in their in their native tongue and they just sit there for hours to connect and then they go into this um state of mind this meditative state where they start to see visions and there's like visions of god or what they would you know perceive as god and you know so there's <laughs> i know we're used to the western um christianity and in, in brimstone in some regards not all um but there's so many different other branches of christianity and a lot of those you know once again going back to the ancient practices that you have like this group of practices and symbolisms and then they branch off and they create their own so i mean they all come from the same central source which is god and different ways of how we can connect to god and that's the main Goal, and that main goal, and focus. I remember I, so,
1: I shared um, with you a story because I found it really interesting. Before we close out, it's all right to share a story briefly. Are you still there? Oh
0: yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Can you can you see me?
1: Yeah, I can, can, I, can see. Oh I can't. yeah. I can hear you fine. <laughs> so I want to share with you a quick story um, relate, relating to, you know, I, I, I was someone that didn't specifically connect to any specific god or goddess. I believe that there were many gods and goddesses um, and still do in many ways. Uh, but I didn't specifically connect to and associate to them spiritually. And, and that's, that's my honesty. And it wasn't until many years ago that I was I was exploring, you know, different forms of, you know, religion, let's say. Um, and I remember it's, it's, it's a funny old story, but many years ago, I was sat watching television with my mom, watching a game show. And one of the questions that came up was um, which God is um, associated to this car brand or which, which car brand is named after this God. And, and I was laughing in Jacob and with my mom and I said, it's got to be a Mazda because I drive, drive a chariot, you know, so there was, there was my humor coming out at the moment. And the answer to that was, um, the, the car brand Mazda is, um, named after the Iranian God, um, From Zoroastrianism, Ahura Mazda. And in that moment, I was like, wow, this is very interesting. And please share this video later. I may be able to have it. But Ahura Mazda, I I did my own research on Ahura Mazda. And Zoroastrianism dates back thousands of years. And I think it's very much predating um, Christianity and even um, Catholicism and even Judaism. So a lot of religions had, uh, had evolved from these philosophies and ideas as well. At least that's what I came to understand. Again, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I came to believe. But Ahura that was an incredible, incredible god to connect with. Um, his name is the god of um, all gods. That's what he's regarded. Um, but interestingly enough, we look at the yin and the yang. The the light and the shadow within us. Uh, Uhuru Masu is is associated very much to um, do good, be good, and you will receive good. Um, But it's that balance of good versus evil and dark. But the balance within us, you know, and how we connect with that. But the reason why I wanted to. Share that is because the associations we have to different gods who we connect with and relate with. Um, that's one god that I specifically connect and relate to. Um, but we all have our different, different visions and our connections. That's
0: interesting because in this modern world, we connect to many different gods, ancient gods like the god Medea, the god of, uh, the sorceress of media. And if what, whatever you may be watching, you're still connecting to that energy, Medea. Um, you know, I think about it, like pharmakia quite, um, quite a bit and that's the sorcery. If you're taking any type of, whether it be pharmaceuticals, or either if you're taking an herb, herbal remedy we're still using that same sort form of sorcery and we don't we just don't know it I mean like you know until we go and trace the ancient roots back so with that God that you were referring to is that you said it what is it called again
1: a master a master
0: Like, is it
1: spelled A H U R A and then master? Oh, okay. Okay. Very
0: interesting. Is it like.
1: Uh, worth... um, um, And if I. I'll show you a picture because I've got it on my tablet here. Very, very interesting. Can you see that? Okay.
0: A little, yeah. It's still like a little blurry. Is it like the almost like an eagle with his arms spread out, and then um the little legs coming down? It's still like
1: a little blurry. Yeah, though. it's very, very much looks and associated to. I lost it there. But very much looks like um, one of the Egyptian gods, you know, you can see there. Um, but even the looks circle like a represents our, our circle of life, you know, very, very good to explore. Um, maybe I've got another one there. Yeah, that's another one. It's hard to I just see want to kind of make it
0: more. Yeah. It's just
1: that it's sort of. Um, but it's, it's blurry uh, on. Yeah, that's the best I've got it. That's very clear yeah. from me there. But anyway. Um, I've seen that before.
0: I just didn't recognize the name. But
1: oh. But yeah. again, I, I do think. Oh. Oh. These I'm sorry, go ahead. These may be. Sorry, sorry I, I didn't mean to digress, it. I think even this this god may be pre, predating um the egyptians slightly ever so slightly mm. so even that even their philosophies may have come from aspects of you know um iran you know i think there's a lot of there's a lot of secrets and we're not going to go into this today but a lot of secrets um and philosophies you know stored within iran there's a lot of there's a lot of, Beauty and around that, that that can be uncovered.
0: I just want, I want to make another statement about the spirit animals. When you said that God's name, I thought of um, Nissan or either either it's pronounced Nissan or Nason, but it is uh, it's a ram, and um, in the season of Aries, where we have the ram, and that's where you have the resurrection star the celebration of the rising of the east star which is the sun um that they that symbol for there and the sacrificial lamb the ram that is sacrificed during that time that is like another symbol symbol for spirit animals you go on the opposite side and you have yom kippur i just did a video a breakdown of that you have the sacrificial goat the scapegoat and that's a whole nother practice right there. And it it required a sacrifice. And uh, you have Taurus, the bull. And if you even look at the the alphabets, because initially the langu- um, the texts were written in Aramaic, then Hebrew. If you look at the ancient Hebrew, you have animals, the ox, Aleph. You keep going. There are so many different other um, symbols connected to animals. i i I should have made that point back when we were talking about spirit animals it's it's all buried within the religions it's all buried there and with symbols Mm -hmm. and then after that i'll be you know finished but with symbols like the sun the moon, are there symbols that are connected in shamanism to those archetypes
1: I don't know. I don't know if they're connected with the archetype so much, but um, to looking at um, you know the our, our, the moon is, is associated to our divine mother, uh, um, and I've got this beautiful book that I've now got. I bought it for my mum many years ago for a Mother's Day gift, um, but it it's it's all about the different cycles of the moon and how we connect with the different moons. And in Shameless, we, we, we often see 13 moons and the different symbology and meaning of each and every one of them. Um, but That's absolutely beautiful. But yeah, we could reconnect. We're very much um, the sun and the moon, you know. It's just, just like we connect with the all same. our ancestors.
0: Yeah. The same thing with um, like the different holy days, I don't know a whole lot about like judaism and you know um about the jewish not a whole lot but their holidays are surrounded with the moons the moon cycles and um so i found that to be interesting like the more i study the more i will learn and i will share you know? but it is surrounded with the the 13 moons a lot of their holidays are, are based around that in According to the seasons and everything and when we have 12 houses and the 12 apostles you know all of that is and then it's 12 spirit animals or symbols that are connected to them, and we often find them in, in the bible that's another sector of christianity it's not like mainstream but it's becoming more mainstream you know with more sharing of knowledge and stuff um but, you have any? Oh yeah! Tell people where they, they can find, um, you know, check out your stuff and
1: everything. Mm. So I'm nowadays. I'm not so active with my work. Um, I do, if you do still obviously practice my work. You can find out more about what I do, um, on my website, which is awakenyoursoulpathway.co.uk. But nowadays, I'm actually very active on a platform called Insight Timer. And um we were going to do this live session on Insight timer, but sadly, I wasn't I don't know how to do interviews within Insight timer because it's very much an individual platform to share your work. Um, but I do a lot of live sessions on Insight timer. I do them at least once or twice a week. Um, I'm actually doing a session in just over an hour's time yeah just over an hour's time about connecting with your spirit animal. So I'm going to be guiding people on a shamanic journey to connect with their spirit animal. So if you feel called to, you know, connect with that, um, you can find me on Insight Timer. My name is Andy Brine, B-R-I-N-E on Insight Timer. I've got lots of guided meditations on there. Um, I'm looking to start some more work with my soul pathway healing practices which is a mixture of archetypal work for understanding yourself and your wounds, as well as shamanic healing in terms of healing and transforming and transmuting those wounds. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be creating a new package for that very shortly to assist people on their journey of, of really awakening to the art and healing those deep wounds within. But so thank you for having me today. Thank you so much for having me
0: connecting with me we've been soul friends for like i don't know how many years three four around about
1: quite a few years now i think i interviewed you yeah. Years ago. yeah yeah. I yeah. sharing your spiritual, journey, your spiritual journey was quite quite an interesting one um but you shared yeah. some really good interviews <laughs> um but we'll have to do some more proper proper podcast again soon
0: yeah yeah definitely and i thank you so much for your insight in all of the work that you do and i will talk to you oh well anybody have any questions I don't, I don't no um i don't really see any questions thank you, that's yeah well thank you you so much and i'll let you go because i know you got it you know, um, set up for your for your um, your session that you have coming up.
1: I'm already
0: ready. All right, you have a yeah. Well, it's a pleasure. Thanks. Later. Thanks again.
1: Thank yeah, you too. All right, bye for now. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye for now.